everyone, and welcome to tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Bosard, as always, with my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, we are 21 days, 22 hours, 59 minutes, 37 seconds away from the 2022 NFL Draft. Three weeks away. Not uh, not many of these podcasts left after tonight. We got three more before the draft hits, so it is coming up fast. We're in April it, 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 we're ready. I'm ready. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it. It's, it's time. We're, we seem to be rapidly wrapping up pro days. LSU had their annual track meet today. Southern Cal's posted, su- postponed their second pro day uh, until April 15th. That's when we get Drake London, hopefully testing. So we'll get to that. But Shane, uh, we have a great show, fun show tonight. We are going to do a one round mock draft where we are going to alternate picks. Uh, I will have the odd numbers. You will have the even numbers in the mock draft tonight. But before we can get to that, we have to talk about a trade that uh, altered this mock draft uh, just a couple of days before we get it. The Eagles and Saints have exchanged several picks uh, the Eagles will be sending picks 16 and 19 in the first round this year and pick 194 in the sixth round to the Saints in exchange for pick number 18 in the first round this year, number 101 in the third round, number 237 in the seventh round, and a 2023 first and a 2024 second round pick. It, it, it was kind of wild, uh, unexpected this early, I think, for this kind of trade to happen in the middle of the draft. But obviously the Saints want additional picks to either to move up or they feel like these two picks are going to fill two holes and they can compete in a weaker NFC. After the Eagles, I, I think it, it's pretty obvious, right? You have three firsts. You don't need three firsts. <laughs> like, I, I don't know about you, but it's been tough to mock three guys to them even and so this gives them double picks next year um i tweeted from draft the draft count on twitter account today like we have have five teams that could all need a quarterback next year with multiple first round picks so i think next year's quarterback class you know a team like the eagles they'll give jalen hurts a shot but if he's not good now you have the the capital to move up and get a bryce young get a cj stroud i think teams like the lions and the seahawks and um, the Texans also have shots at that. So uh, I think it makes next year's draft really interesting too. Absolutely. And like you said, from a salary cap perspective, now the Eagles don't have three uh, first round picks to pay for uh, three first year or fifth year options to consider down the road. Uh, so it eliminates at least one of that. So yeah, interesting trade. I get it. I get it more for the Eagles than I do New Orleans, but I guess We'll find out after the, all the uh, dust settles, I guess, in three weeks. Uh, one other trade that minorly affects uh, potentially what we do tonight, uh, the Dolphins traded wide receiver Devontae Parker to New England. Uh, they also uh, – the Patriots get Devontae Parker in a 2022 fifth-round pick. The Dolphins get a 2022 third-round pick. Uh New England often mocked wide receiver in the first round here throughout the process. I don't know how much – if at all, Shane, do you think this alters that? And, uh, and Miami is just basically clear, and I guess space because they've already acquired, they have Waddle and now uh, Tyreek Hill. I I, mean, I think it's a steal for the Dolphins. This feels like not quite to the same effect. It feels like Muhammad Sanu all over again when the Patriots gave up a second round pick, and he was not good. Like Devontae Parker's fine. But he's not a, a number one receiver anymore. I, I think maybe this precludes the Patriots from taking a receiver in the first round. I'm not sure they were going to anyway, uh, but I don't think it has a massive effect. Um, but I definitely like the Dolphins side here. All right, so we'll see. I'm actually going to be picking for the Patriots, so we'll see what that does uh, for, for me later on. But here we go, Shane. We're going to alternate first round picks. A uh, couple of notes here before we get going. Uh We have had 11 picks are no longer with their original owners in this draft in the first round before the draft ever starts. I, like I said, we've said that we joked about it a couple weeks ago. We can't officially know if this is a record or not without doing the legwork to find out, but it certainly feels like it uh, for sure. Uh, Only 11 of the 16 teams in the AFC will have a first round pick. 12 NFC teams will have a first round pick. 
It's it's a lot. Um, it's definitely been a lot of movement. A lot of teams moving for players before this season. Quarterbacks moving. That's you know big time receivers we've seen. So it's teams moving picks for premium positions, and that seems to be the norm in today's NFL, current NFL. Uh, what to do? F them picks, like Les Snead said, right, or says on the shirt. Nobody needs them. Get the players. But yeah. that's not what we're here for, Shane. We're here. No. We're, yeah, here. we're here for the we're picks. here for the picks, baby. So the Jacksonville Jaguars for the second consecutive year will be picking first overall. And as we said earlier, I will be going odd numbers here. You will be going even numbers. We will alternate picks. If one has a different take on it, we will offer an alternate take, possibly after the person makes a pick. So with me first, Jacksonville Jaguars. Often I've seen them mocked here lately, Aiden Hutchinson, some Trayvon Walker. You know, in the past we've seen Kayvon Thibodeau. We've seen offensive tackle before as well, but that seems to kind of fall fallen out of favor. But I'm going to go back there tonight because I keep circling back to it. And <laughs> You're just throwing this, throwing this thing right I'm out throwing the window. throwing it right out the window oh already. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, and please. I just – feel like they're going to draft an offensive tackle with the first pick when it when the dust settles I think it's going to happen I'm going to go with Evan Neal to start this thing off as oh the number goodness. one overall pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, all right yeah I mean they I don't think they've brought in an offensive tackle uh, to visit yet uh, it's been Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson so I think you're nuts I think I think it's probably going to be uh, one of those two guys are going to be an edge rusher. Smoke so. screen, baby. There's no smoke screen at number one. You don't have to have a smoke screen at number one. There's no reason to have it. You can pick who you want. There's no reason for it. So, all right. There you go. Well, it makes it nice and easy for me at number two. Because if Aiden Hutchinson's sitting there at number two, the, the Detroit Lions also brought him in for a visit. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously would be very interested to keep the Michigan boy at home. So makes makes it easy for me. I, I'm not complaining, but Trey, uh, Aiden Hutchinson and number two. I would have picked Trayvon Walker had you taken Aiden Hutchinson first, but uh, I'm, I'm Lions probably will run to the podium with that card to take Aiden oh, Hutchinson. Oh, 100% chance that will happen. You are correct. And I well, offer- oh, 0% chance because the Jaguars are going to take him. <laughs> I offer no retort uh, to, his, to, to your pick at number two. Number three, however, is the Houston Texans. And Davis Mills, their quarterback, they seem to like him, so I'm not going to go off the completely off the reservation here. Uh, Laramie Tunsil is going to be back uh, at left tackle. So edge rusher seems to be in play here. It seems to be the, the 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 right play here, but who will it be? And Kayvon Thibodeau seems to have fallen out of favor everywhere. Seems to be falling down the boards. I'm not, I I can't. He's my number one overall player, and will stay that way throughout the rest of this process. So, with the third overall pick, I will come back to Thibodeau here for the Houston Texans at pick three because I can't just something about this Trayvon Walker. Rocket ship is 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 bugging me, and I can't put my finger on it. But Kayvon Thibodeau, number three to the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, I, I think an edge rusher is very likely um, at this pick. I mean, they've brought in Hutchinson, Walker, and Thibodeau um, for a pre-draft visit. It seems like that's probably how they're leaning uh, at three. I think they would take Trayvon Walker. I mean, it's really not a rocket ship. Um, like he was the best player on the field in the national championship game, right? I, I think Kayvon Thibodeau's fall is a little more surprising, and I'm kind of with you. I don't think it'll be as bad as people think. Like I'm, I'm seeing a mock mid first round, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll still go top ten, uh, but uh, I'll be slightly surprised if he goes at three. I, I think I would have taken Trayvon Walker here. Uh. That makes the Jets pick really tough at four in a good way because now if you're the Jets, you're sitting with Trayvon Walker still sitting there, um, which I think is pretty crazy. And with Ike McWanu, uh still there, who 
some teams have as their number one offensive tackle in this class. Uh, it seems like most of them might. Uh, you know, I think either of those guys, if either of those are sitting there at four, I think I think it's a slam dunk pick for the Jets. Um, kind of the question is, what do you what do you get at ten, and what's more likely to fall? I I almost think that they will prefer the edge guy over the tackle in this case. So I'm going to take Trayvon Walker here. Um, I don't love it. Like I have Ekwon who rated higher and it's possible they might too, but I think edge rusher is a, a bigger need for the jets and you get kind of an upside guy that really fits that defense. Well, so I, I think Walker, if he's sitting there, like I said, any, I think any of those three, Ekwonu Hutchinson, Walker would be really good, uh, really good pick for the Jets of four. I uh, I'm not going to disagree with anything you just said there. Uh, we'll throw this out there to you. Um, would they consider Sauce Gardner or even Kyle Hamilton here at four? I I think Kyle Hamilton's out. I think after his workout, I think that's that's flown with the positional value and, you know, he's not as athletic as, you know, Sean Taylor, some of the top five safety. I, I feel like Sauce Gardner should be in play. Um, but I also think corners a little bit overstated as a Jets need, like it's a need, but I don't think their corners are that bad. So I feel like uh, it's probably more likely they build in the trenches or build that pass rusher first. All right, I'm on the board here with the New York Giants, and I will be for two of the next three picks here. Uh, this one, their own. And one would think now that Edge would have been in play, but we've seen them go two, three, four here. So this almost tells me that offensive tackle is where they're going to go to play right side. And with Aquano still being on the board, I, I feel like you bring him in to play the right side here uh, opposite of Thomas on the left. So uh, the Giants here, Ike Aquano is pick five. It's just a really good value, right, at five. Uh, I think if he goes one or three or four, no one's batting much of an eye in terms of pure talent, like one who's just such a, a good, nasty defender. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like they, they've, uh, they brought in Ikwanu, they brought in Neil. They're definitely looking to tackle. Um, so I, th- I feel like if one of those two guys is there at five, they probably take him or maybe sauce Gardner. But like you said, you got that big at seven. So you got something else to play with. You have to feel like if they, if they do like sauce Gardner, uh, with Carolina, they know Carolina also all in on this offensive tackle class. So you get the tackle here. Carolina maybe not as geared to corner as they would be offensive tackle. So that I think that also might factor in to that decision. But that brings up the Carolina Panthers and you on the clock at six. So where do they go here? Uh, man, <laughs> like this, this pick, it's really difficult so if it was me right i would take charles cross here um in, in a heartbeat I, I think you take if you get one of these top three tackles i think i would take them i don't think with their offensive scheme they're gonna like charles cross that much and they have brought in for a visit every single potential quarterback including bailey zappy so the top six quarterbacks in this draft do I think they take a quarterback at six? I think it'd be nuts. Um, but stranger things have happened. And I think this is probably a front office that thinks they're a quarterback away from being a contender and they're not. But I think they think that. So, you know, I'm going to take Kenny Pickett, the quarterback out of Pittsburgh here at six. I don't think it's going to happen at six. But I'm probably going to – there's probably a good chance I have this in my final mock draft. Just We'll see what happens in the next few weeks. But there like, certainly is the connection there with him having been recruited to Temple by Matt Rule. So there is familiarity there. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I 
I guess Kenny Pickett over Malik Willis because you feel he's the most ready to come in and compete and, and, and play right away if you're trying to save your job like Matt Rule probably is. And if there's a team that's picking quarterback in this draft that needs someone to step in day one, it's the Panthers, right? Like Kenny Pickett can beat out Sam Darnold. There's I don't think there's another team. You certainly hope so. Yeah, I don't think there's another team in this draft where I say, okay, you, you take Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, and they're going to win the job. Like I think every other team has a quarterback that would be the starter over that that player. So that's why I think it it is important for them to take uh, Pickett's most pro ready. So there you go. Uh, yeah. So that br- I don't like that- it. I don't like it. Bro. <laughs> I don't feel good. Doesn't feel doesn't feel nice, but. Uh, so that brings me back to the Giants. This pick acquired lat- in last year's draft uh, when Chicago traded up for Justin Fields. Um, so we took the offensive tackle at five in Aquanu. Uh, I don't – I guess right now you have to figure this pick comes down to do they like the fourth edge rusher more than they do the top corner? Right. I mean, you, you have to feel do they have Carl Aftis or Jermaine Johnson rated higher than Gardner? I'm going to say no here. And I'm going to go with Ahmad Gardner uh, as CB1 and the number seven overall pick in this class of the New York Giants. I think that's what I would do. Like you said, after taking a Kwanu, I think Cross is off the table. I think they'll consider him, Charles Cross from Mississippi State, the offensive tackle at seven. But I think Sauce Gardner is by far the number one corner in this draft. And the Giants seem to really, really like him. So I will, I'll be, I'll actually be pretty surprised if he doesn't end up on the Giants, to be honest with you. All right. That brings you up to number eight in the Atlanta Falcons. Which is Interesting. A tough pick. Uh, it's a tough pick here. I think if Kayvon Thibodeau was still on the board, I probably would have went that direction. I think they are a team that's willing to, Take a you know take a player that has other interests that you know is a little more well rounded. Um, really, it comes down to two things for me. It's you know I don't think they take Kyle Hamilton anymore at eight. Uh, I don't think they take Derek Stingley. Um, so I think secondary's out. I think Jermaine Johnson is in play as an edge rusher. It's been a big need for them and something they've focused on. Uh, I think Malik Willis is in play at eight for them. Um, you know, back up Marcus Mariota. Um, we've also heard Desmond Ritter tied to the Falcons. And at this point, they're probably not getting him in the second round. So I, I, I honestly think it's more likely they trade back into the first and take a quarterback late in the first round, maybe with your Bengals. Um, and that might be the case. So I'm going to take Jermaine Johnson here the uh, edge rusher from Florida State. I mean, just excellent year, excellent senior bowl for Jermaine Johnson, Georgia transfer. Um, I, I, I think Atlanta needs pass rush on this defense, and he's a player that can step in to do that. Um, I'm with you here. Uh, Jermaine Johnson over George Karlaftis. I, I I think it's – yeah, there's – there's, I mean, it, I guess it depends on the scheme because they're two very different players in terms of where they'll play, you know, Karloftis, I think will could play in a more traditional um, four, three scheme, but I, yeah, I, I think Jermaine Johnson is going to go above him uh, ultimately just for the pure production and athleticism. I think Johnson fits more schematic approaches. All right. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, Seattle pick acquired from the Denver Broncos in the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, that was the first iceberg uh, or ice thrown on, on this draft class uh, before free agency started. Seattle can go a bunch of different ways here. Could this be? I mean, is Drew Locke, are they, are they there with him? I don't know. Is, are they still potentially maybe acquiring Baker Mayfield or even Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, one of those guys down the road could be in play here. Uh, so Malik Willis maybe could be in play at nine. Uh, I'm not going to go that way here. Uh, offensive tackle definitely, uh, I think, could be in play, especially if one of the if one of the top three fall like Charles Cross did. Uh, 
I also think corner could be in play, and that's where I'm going to go here. I think with his workout today, I think you're going to see that top 10 talk for Derek Singley pick back up, and I uh, will have him going here number nine to the Seattle Seahawks, Derek Stingley from LSU. It's a good fit. I think there's going to be a lot of drafts that have him to Seattle, right? It feels like the old Legion of Boom, like this big physical corner. Uh, it's almost one of those that feels too good to be true. <laughs> like, like it's just too good of a fit. And the Seahawks have not been known for taking the best player on the board when they're on the clock. They 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 definitely go scheme over everything else. But maybe this is a good. I don't know. We haven't seen pick in the top ten very often, so. Um, who knows there? I, yeah, it's probably the way I, would. I may have. I, I probably would have taken him because I think Cross that they, they want to run the ball. They want to be physical. I don't think that's Cross's game. So I think Stingley's probably the best fit. Uh, they don't go quarterback. So I'm with you on that one. Uh, could you have seen Trevor Pinning over Charles Cross? Um, I think it could happen. Yeah, I think it could happen. Uh, you know, that feel that kind of feels like a Seattle Seahawks draft pick like just taking the offensive tackle of northern iowa nine but um but they probably would have to because he'll 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 go you know in the next six seven picks so i, I thought yeah that, that that actually might be a, a nice number two at this spot all right you're next up with the new york jets on what should have been the seattle seahawks pick but the jamal adams trade is the gift that keeps on giving for the jets and here they are at pick 10 uh you picked earlier Trayvon Walker, the edge rusher from Georgia. Who are you coming back with here for the New York Jets? Uh, it, so th- this is really tough because I think – I really think they are going to look long and hard at receiver. They've been in on every major receiver trade, free agency, trying, and just whiffing out on a lot of those. Um, the rumors recently – them you know, that they were going to offer number 10 for DK Metcalf to give the Seahawks back their pick. Um, and the Seahawks, you know, didn't even listen. So they, you know, they, they brought in Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and Traylon Burks. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just wonder like, do, do they take Garrett Wilson over Charles Cross if he was sitting here? Um, and that's, that's what kind of gets me. I, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go cross. Uh, I'm going to go Charles cross. Cause I think he fits an inside zone scheme that they run. Uh, I don't know if the jets are going to love him, but I think when you sit in a 10, that right tackle spots, a pretty big need for them. This would really fill that as a good pass protector for Zach Wilson. It's like, you know, you can find other ways to get a receiver. They could move back into the draft if the first round, if they really want to, um, if they really want that receiver. I, I like that pick. I like that fit. Uh, Charles Cross falls to 10 to the Jets. Uh, I mean, you could make the argument maybe they would even look at him at four. I mean, sure. very, very possible uh, there. It brings up the Washington Commanders pick 11. Um, Traded for Carson Wentz earlier this year. I'm sure that's going to work out just fine. Yeah, best uh, hey, best quarterback they've had in a long in a while. Let's be honest. I mean, since since Alex Smith, and it's probably you know that was an Alex Smith that wasn't at his peak anymore. So I don't know. It's best quarterback they've had in a while. <laughs> Touche. That's sad. <laughs> um, do have they do have a verifiable number one receiver, Terry McLaurin? Uh, there and you could see them adding some help at the wide receiver position there. But I also think they could add a safety here. They could use it. And let's stop the Kyle Hamilton free fall here and Washington commanders, best player available on the board, Kyle Hamilton safety, Notre Dame pick 11 uh, for the commanders. I, I, I think Kyle Hamilton is, um, is like the player that I don't know where he's gonna go. Like I, I don't know. Like he could go two. He could go. I don't know. Fifteen. I think that range is well possible. 
Um, I do think it's a good spot for him, but I really think they're going to take one of the Ohio State receivers. Um, you know, Ron Rivera went to Ohio State's Pro Day. He's attended three Pro Days in his career before this. Three. 2011, went to Auburn uh, for Cam Newton. They drafted him. 2011, went to LSU as well. Patrick Peterson, 2017, to Stanford for Christian McCaffrey, who they drafted. So he's two out of three. Two out of three. And, you know, the one was when you had the number one overall pick and you're deciding, you know, you're deciding who who to take. So, like, I I, I think Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave are definitely in play. But Kyle Hamilton, man, it'll be so nice on that defense. So I, I do like it. That brings us to pick 12, the Minnesota Vikings, new head coach, new general manager. So we don't expect them to trade down 27 times anymore and end up with 15 draft picks. That's kind of sad. But (laughs) uh, where do you see the Vikings going? I mean, is this going to be the case where the new offensive-minded head coach brings in an offensive player, or just do we go the opposite here and we go defense with Minnesota? I, this is this is a hard decision to make. Uh, honestly, like I don't love the options on the board for the Vikings and what they need. Um, I think I think this is a team that is going to take a, a premier position. I don't think you're going to see you know an offensive guard. I don't think you're going to see a defensive tackle or a linebacker or anything like that in the first round. I think they're going to look you know corner offensive tackle edge rusher you know someone that's really gonna be impactful um for that uh but like i I don't love any of those players i don't really love a ton of those values i don't think offensive tackles is big a need edge they they signs of area smith feels a little bit less likely ultimately like i would have loved Derek stingley or kyle hamilton to fall here would have made this a lot easier um of a pick ultimately uh, so, you know, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't love anyone here. I, I also, I also, actually, I think receiver could be in play. I mean, Adam Thielen is probably has one good year left. We no longer have the scheme of, you know, two receivers and that's it. And that's all you're putting on the field. Um, So I think you're going to try to get away from that with Kevin O'Connell, right? Where the Rams are kind of stacked receivers. So I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson um, wide receiver from Ohio state here. And I don't know, maybe that's a weird pick and I'll probably regret that later, but I think he goes around this range. And I also think it's a good compliment with Justin Jefferson. He can play that number three role um, that outside role. And uh, I imagine Kevin Collins going to want more receivers and more receiving options like he had at the Rams, right? Definitely not one you have seen mocked uh, at any point, I don't believe, uh, Garrett Wilson to Minnesota. So, hey, what, 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 what can you do? If I'm right, if it happens, I'll be, I'll be pretty happy. I'll feel good about that now. Um, I'm, here at pick 13, uh, the Houston Texans on the clock. Uh, the pick they acquire from the Cleveland Browns in the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, I, too, am at a stalemate here of value of versus positional need. Um, I feel like a, a right tackle could be in play, and Trevor Penning is, is still on the board. He is the top available uh, offensive lineman Kyle Hamilton if he was still on the board I think easily the pick here but I don't like the value at corner we've already taken an edge rusher with Thibodeau but I'm looking at I feel like is this where our wide receiver run starts you just gone Garrett Wilson to Minnesota I'm looking at a depth chart here of Brandon Cooks who probably going to be traded at some point in this offseason potentially uh, Nico Collins and Chris Moore, along with luminaries such as Philip Dorsett and Chris Conley, Ooh, to yeah. bring back some old names from the past. Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, so let's go back to back 
Ohio State receiver and Chris Olave to the Houston Texans at pick 13. That's interesting. Yeah, they have brought Traylon Burks in for, for a visit, um, but I do think Chris Olave is going to go a lot higher than the consensus feels like. Yeah, you're going to see that start to shift. Uh, so you'll, you'll start to see him creeping up into the top 15. So I think it's a good pick. I think there's actually a good chance he is the second receiver off the board in this draft after Garrett Wilson. And that'd be, that'd be wild. I, look, draft day, maybe not Minnesota Houston, but we could, I think we could see these Ohio state receivers go back to back. So I like it. One of us may have got some good juice on Chris Olave as wide receiver one the other day and, and threw a little coin down on a show. Hey, that's not, look, I, 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 you told me I didn't comment. I, uh, that's a definitely a good, good long shot bet to make. And, uh, those odds are not going to stay that that crazy. I'll say. I, I, I don't. I don't think they will. All right. You and I's probably not favorite team in the world. The Baltimore Ravens up here with pick fourteen. Shane, where 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 do you uh, see the Ravens going here? Yeah, this this is an easy one for me. Um, I, think, I thought it might be. <laughs> I, I think if if Trevor Penning's still on the board, they're drafting him. Like like I I don't think I know we've seen a lot of Jordan Davis mock to them just because no one knows where to put Jordan Davis. But uh, Trevor Penning's going to be the pick. I, I feel fairly confident Trevor Penning will be the pick if he's sitting there. Their ports are they love him. They brought him in for a visit. They need an offensive tackle badly. It's by far their biggest need. Uh, and he's just a perf- perfect fit of what the Baltimore Ravens philosophy is. I may not like the Ravens, but I, I respect the Ravens because they, they're they a really good, smart football team and how they you know treat their players and how they work uh, in the draft. So Penning, I think, would be a slam dunk at 14. Yeah, I think we both love watching Trevor Penning play football as well. We may not love to watch him uh, playing against our favorite teams twice a year, though. So Fair, fair. All right, so yeah, I'm not going to fight that one. Uh, you did. You brought up Jordan Davis as what has become a commonly mocked pick. Uh, there, uh, Philadelphia. They had three first round picks. Now they got two. Uh, this one they acquired from Miami in last year's pick swapping fiasco that <laughs> led with picks just going all over the place. Um, feels like Philadelphia has. Like you, know, you, you said it earlier that they could be going in on okay. This is Jalen Hurts. This is your last shot, big dog. And if you're not it, we're going to go find your replacement next year with our two first round picks we have next year. Now, um, drafted Devontae Smith last year. Uh, not really sold on their other wide receivers. Uh, I feel like a middle line. This could be our first linebacker spot as well but they do have the uh 18th pick as well coming back up here pretty soon so i feel like corner also could be in play but i i'm really at a loss on where the value the next the the tier two of corners go because i feel like we're solidly with you know gardner and stingley at the top. And then I feel like there's a, a drop off here to the next corner. I think there's going to be some first round corners, but I don't know how high that run's going to start. Uh, so let's go back to wide receiver again, and maybe Philadelphia can take a little time uh, for a rehab assignment here. And Alabama's Jamison Williams, I think would have been the runaway wide receiver one in his class prior to his ACL injury in the national title game. And I think the Eagles take that chance here and with, with getting his speed back and eventually putting that speed on the field with Devonte Smith's speed and, you know, see, see where it goes. So Jamison Williams here, uh, pick 15 to Philadelphia. I like it. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think they needed some speed down the field and he would get slot right in and be what maybe Jalen Rager was supposed to be. So um, that's just, simply has not worked out ultimately uh the saints pick so 16 this 16. is the pick they acquired from philadelphia uh who acquired yeah. it from indianapolis uh in the carson wentz trade last year uh kenny pickett went six overall to carolina um is this our next quarterback landing spot here shane 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good spot, right? If they're, I, I think an offensive tackle would be great. They need a right tackle. Um, there, there's no one here that I think there's is no one worthwhile. Here. Like, you know, you're taking a guard or center, and I just don't think they have as big a need for that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this feels like a good spot for a quarterback. The question is, which one? <laughs> is is not an easy answer, right? I, I think I know a lot of people are like, ah, oh, Malik Willis. But um, if the Saints feel like they can compete right now, do you really want to take Malik Willis here? Um, you know, or do you take a Matt Corral? Do you take Desmond Ritter? Um, you know, uh, or do you, do you try to beef up the rest of the team and see if Jameis Winston can kind of see you through? Um yeah, you know, I, I think I'm going to go – I think I'm going to go quarterback. And, um, I, you know, I think I'm going to take Matt Corral here. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't love – I think any of the three could be in play. Any of those three guys could be in play for New Orleans. But I think you have, you know, an SEC quarterback, the guy that's kind of closest to them – uh, who, you know, they have a little bit of a relationship with Lane Kiffin. So it wouldn't surprise me if that is kind of who they covet uh, ultimately. I don't know. Maybe that'll look really bad in a while, but I'm going to go with Corral here. If we hadn't seen a run on receivers, do you think that could have been in play here if, if one of those other three were still on the board? Yeah, I, th I think it's possible. It's definitely a big need for them. I, I feel like if, if Jameson Williams had fallen one more spot, then I probably would have went that direction or Garrett Wilson, obviously. But I, I don't think they take Traylon Burks and, and I don't think they, um, you know, they take anyone below, below that either. So, yep. Well, that brings up the LA chargers pick 17 and this pick feels easy to me. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like this is where the Jordan Davis uh, is going to go. If he's still on the board here at pick 17, it's a feels a need that the chargers have. And is he the top prospect at that position? That's up for debate, but I think this feels like the spot for Jordan Davis in the first round. I, th I think it is the floor. Um, I don't think he's falling past 17. Honestly, I think if he's there at 15, maybe Philly pulls the trigger. I mean, a guy that is that big and works out like that, like even 17 feels low. He should go higher. He should. And I don't know where. Don't ask me where. But I feel like he should go higher. Um, I just don't know where that would be. So I think he could be a surprise top 10 pick, honestly, uh, when all said and done. But I, I, li mean, I like it. That That's probably where I would have went to. Yeah, based off his numbers, I don't think it would be a surprise, I guess, if he went in the first round. I guess it just all depends on where. You know, maybe maybe the Giants end up at one of their – at seven or something. It, maybe that's the spot they look. I, I don't know. Uh, Philadelphia back on the clock here again. Pick 18. This is the pick acquired from New Orleans in the earlier of the week pick swaps. Here, uh, Jamison Williams, uh, I drafted for them at pick 15. So where are you going with pick 18? This is this is an easy one for me. Uh, they're looking heavy at the defensive line. Uh, they brought in Jordan Davis, Perry and Winfrey, and my pick, Devontae Wyatt, who I'm going to have him take here. Uh, I, think, I think they take a defensive lineman, whether it be one of these Georgia guys, most likely, with one of these two picks. Uh, so I, I do think beef up that front get some interior pass rush. That's really important to them. I think that's most important. So but receiver defensive line, uh, you know, I, I think is fair for what Philly might do. Like you said, I think the corners are the wild card. Where does Kyrie Elam, Andrew Booth, Trent McDuffie go? Um, but uh, I think D line corner receiver, they're going to take two or three of those. I have a feeling I know what pick 20 is going to be here in a second. <laughs> you, you do. I'm pretty sure I do. Uh, you passed on wide receiver at 16 for the Saints, opted for Matt Corral. Uh, I am going to go back, and I feel like the Saints have had success in the past with these bigger wide receivers. Uh, 
like Marcus Colston, um, Michael Thomas in a way. I feel like we're going to go with Drake London here. Uh, Southern Cal coming off his injury earlier was having a record-breaking outing this year. I feel like he will fit well with the Saints or doing on offense and give them another target, be it for Jameis Winston this year, be it for Matt Corral, who we just selected here a couple of picks earlier. Drake London here to New Orleans at pick 19. Yeah, that's super interesting. I think he's a player that is, you know, from Southern Cal. I think London could could go higher than this, could go much lower than this. Um I, we'll see if he has a shot to work out before the draft. Uh, I think he's still going to try. But I don't know if that's still on. I think it'd be a good compliment. I, I, I don't know how he would fit in this offense. I think that's a problem with him and, and Burks being left. And it almost makes me feel eh, maybe the Saints would wait another round. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. 16 to 19, getting that extra pick like. Do they get that pick for Drake? Like, why, why do they get that pick? We, that's what we need to figure out because right. I, I, I just don't know. The whole trade was shrouded in mystery that it feels like we won't know the answers to for another three weeks, I guess. Like, why did, did they do it to package 16 and 49 to go up to get somebody that, that falls into the bottom half of the top 10 is another possible scenario. I, I'm with you. I don't know. Yeah, but well, uh, that brings up the Steelers at pick twenty. Shane, th- this is this is this is easy. Yeah, I mean, this is, they're going to take quarterback, and if Malik Willis is there, they're going to take Malik Willis, right? I think if if we had put if I had put Malik Willis at sixteen, they'd probably take Matt Corral. If all three are gone, I think they take Desmond Ritter. Like I think they're going to take a quarterback. Kevin Colbert wants to solidify the next twenty years of quarterback. He's retiring after the draft. He took Ben Roethlisberger. He wants to take the next guy. So um, the Steelers just have that habit of the guy they want just falling into their lap from Najee Harris to Marquise Pouncey to David DeCastro to, you know, you can go down the list, but they often get that player. So maybe there's a shot. Malik Willis falls to 20. It seems a little far-fetched, but if he's not firmly linked to another team, I'll probably have Malik Willis, the Steelers in my final mock, and maybe they find a way to get him. It's it's going to be super interesting because, I mean, there really hasn't been – they haven't made much of a secret about uh, – Mike Tomlin hasn't. It, they never. They, they never. They The only – the last time they were secretive was his first year. I mean, it's been a decade before they – when they've made a secret. You, you know who they like and who they don't. So – all right, that brings us to the New England Patriots at pick 21. And we talked earlier before we started doing the mock draft here, the Devontae Parker trade, I feel like it's going to take them out of drafting one in the first round. They, you know, so I'm not going to go there. I'm I'm still tr- – I feel like corners a need here. They lost J.C. Jackson in free agency. Uh, I feel like it could be a spot here. I also feel like linebacker is a spot, which is where I'm going to go here. Uh, and they traded for Mac Wilson, who is a stiff. So I feel like we need to get a non-stiff inside linebacker here for the Patriots. Although they, you know, I guess they have their most of their middle linebackers end up being stiffs, right? But let's just get let's just let's <laughs> fresh tactics. All right, all right. yeah, yeah. Bill Belichick, all about them fresh tactics. Fresh tactics for Billy B. Yeah, right. Uh, Devin Lloyd, Utah. Linebacker here, pick twenty-one to the Patriots. I I, I don't think they're going to take a linebacker. <laughs> I, mean, I just I, couldn't talk myself into any other spot. Look, I I think I think uh, I think offensive line. I mean, I think Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, I think Tyler Linderbaum. I think those are possibilities. Um, and I think it's where we see maybe that corner run starting. They brought Andrew Booth in for a visit. Um, I think Kyrie Elam's a really good fit. So I could see this maybe being a spot too for corners to start start to get that second tier you know going a little bit Trent McDuffie I think is a, a good fit too um we'll see what they do but I mean Devin Lloyd like feels like it shouldn't be there right but someone should have taken him by now right I I, I thought right. I, I I Philadelphia with one of their two picks he could also be in play I there. mean if, if Howie Rossman takes a 
linebacker in the first round. I mean, he's needed one every year, and he's never done it. And he never does it. Hey, hey, look, first time for – I remember hearing that about the Cowboys taking time. Well, well we're going to talk about those uh, first time for everything here because we got two more shots. You've got two more shots on another team that never takes a position <laughs> that they seemingly need here, and that's coming up now at 22, Green Bay, pick acquired from the Las Vegas Raiders in the trade for Devontae Adams. So now they are Sands wide receiver here, number one wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Shane? So uh, I'm in, I'm in a, a little bit of a pickle with this pick because you're right. I I think the Packers take a wide receiver in this first round. The problem is I don't think they take Traylon Burks. Like I, I don't think that he's enough of a pure athlete. I mean, this is a team that I think their average rep pick Raz Wise is over an eight. You know, they take guys in the green. We know Traylon Burks isn't in the green. Um, does that mean they, you know, the, this is, they brought him in for a visit. Like they, they seem pretty invested in receiver. Um, but I think there's enough receivers that they will like that they can wait to the second pick. And as you said, the Packers are not beholden, I think, to that position. So, uh, let me, let me let me look right here. Yeah, I you know I'm I'm gonna have him take Tyler Smith, the offensive tackle from Tulsa here at 22. Like it's got it's one of those picks that happens on draft day, and you're like, eh. you know, like it just doesn't feel good. But that's often what uh, you know what the Packers do. Um, so we'll see, you know, see what happens. Uh, for people who are may not, because we haven't talked about Tyler Smith a whole heck of a lot here on the podcast. So for anybody that might be listening to this new, why is Tyler Smith being going here in the first round? Um, I, I mean, I, I think what you have is a combination of, you know, a light athletic kind of zone offensive tackle who has really, really good film. I mean, he's a really solid mover, good hand placement, good technician. You have a really good athlete. I mean, he, I think his 40 time, 10 yard split, uh, Raz wise was above the nines, you know, um, he's, he's a little short, but he still has great arm length, really long arms. I mean, he, he is kind of an ideal, I think his Raz ended up, uh, above 8.5, you know, he's a good athlete with solid film. Is he perfect? No. Is he, you know, as it, he's not as nasty as Trevor Penning and he's, you know, or, or he's not going to dominate you, but I don't think the Packers take dominating offensive linemen and they have a whole, at offensive tackles. So I, I do think it's a good fit. He's young, redshirt, sophomore, teachable player. Um, I, I like it. Um, I, it. I will be curious to hear the reactions on draft night if if he does end up going to Green Bay at 22. Uh, 23 here, Arizona on the clock, and corner feels like – feels good here. Uh, I also like George Carleft is here. Uh, and I feel like he should have gone by now. <laughs> I, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's know, fair. I'm going to stop his fall here. Uh, and why not learn from the player who, you know, he almost, I ain't going to say looks like on the field, but, you know, from J.J. Watt. And if he feels a need here to get more pressure on the quarterback, George Karlaftis, uh pick 23 here to the Arizona Cardinals. I, I think it would be an interest. I think it'd be a good spot for him. Um, I, I think it's possible he goes around this, um, around this place. And really, in terms of like pass rush, I mean, yeah, JJ Watt, Marcus Golden, um, they lost, uh, you know, some of their pass rush this off season. So I think the Cardinals could use that position. Um, they're 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 a tough team because they don't they don't have huge needs. Uh, corner obviously being one. So if that corner run starts, I'm with you. But I would love this if this happened for them. Dallas Cowboys pick 24 on the clock here, Shane. This is another one that I don't really know what to do here. Oh, I know, I know what to do. Oh, you know what to do. I do know what to do. Like, let we got to put we got we got to get in the Jerry Jones mindset. Okay, if you're Jerry Jones. You know where 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 do you like your players from, Brian? Arkansas? You do like them from Arkansas, don't you? 
I you know, think you're, so. a, you're a Razorback. Remember, remember Felix Jones? Remember Love and Feel? They didn't really need a running back. Remember, you know, he took CD Lamb. Didn't really need a receiver. They lost Amari Cooper. Signed Michael Gallup. There's a Razorback sitting right here. That there should be is. gone by now. And they've been looking hard at the receivers in this draft. So I, I think if Traylon Burks is sitting there at 24, Jerry Jones is definitely going to pull that trigger and take Traylon Burks. So I'll take Traylon Burks here. I think defensive line is really you know, Travis Jones, uh, someone like that. I think if, if Karloftis was here, that would be intriguing. Um, I think the interior linemen, you know, this is a great spot for, I think Kenny Green, they're very high on. Um, that's who I had in my last mock. But, like, it feels like the Cowboys find a way to just get Draven Burks. <laughs> so, I'm doing it. I, I've i oft mocked one of the safeties here, the next safety, be it Lewisine, be it Daxon Hill. Yeah, uh, I, 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 th- I think, I feel like that probably doesn't happen um, just with, you know, they, they brought J. Ron Curse back. Um, they signed Malik Hooker. But that's fair. But you know what? Uh, Stranger Things, and I think it would be nice for them to finally have a safety. So I don't think you're wrong. Buffalo Bills up now. Uh, just gave Stephon Diggs a lot of money today. Uh, I almost. Oh, I know I'd seen wide receiver mock to them at at points of time during this. That's not going to happen now. Corner is I. You still no, good. Okay. Still good. Okay, I mean, still good. But I, th- I think one of the top five have to be there. I don't. Think yeah, and and they're all gone here. Yeah. So we're moving off that. We're moving on to corner, and where we're currently projected to start, Dane Jackson, opposite of Tre'Davious White here in Buffalo. So let's stop. Let's let's get our third corner off the board, which feels like should have happened by now. I keep I, I've talked myself out of it at least three times. Uh, Andrew Booth. Uh, from Clemson here to Buffalo at pick 25. It's a good pick. I mean, they need multiple corners. Um, I think my last seven round mock had them taking three and Buffalo Bills fans are like, yes, thank you. You know, you know, like usually if I take three of a position, people are like you screwed up and usually I did screw up. Um, but you know, this, this is that position. They needed one last year and then, you know, they lost, um, lost one of their starters to the Steelers. So if if Tre'Davious White and Teron Jack Johnson are both very good, but they need another outside corner and probably some depth. So I like Andrew Booth. I, you know, I don't know who it would be, but I think Booth is maybe along with Kyrie Elam's kind of the best outside corner. So yeah, I, I like that a lot. That brings us to the Tennessee Titans, pick twenty six, Shane. Yeah, Titans are a tough team, I think, to get a handle on because I think, I think they could take an offensive tackle um, or offensive lineman. I mean, uh, there's kind of a hole there. I think in that interior, even uh, we still have that you know everyone on the board, but I think that left guard spot is a big need. Zion Johnson, Tyler Linderbaum, um, they're all just sitting there. But we, you know, we often see the interior offensive lineman fall a little further. Um, there's one position that they have looking at every single player and it's like pretty clear they're going to take one early and maybe they're the first team the Titans are to take this position. So I'm going to take Trey McBride tight end in Colorado state here. Um, in terms of their top 30 visits so far, we know of 12 of them, one, two, three, four are tight ends. No one even comes close to that. So I think even signing Austin Hooper, um, it's not like they paid him that much, let's be honest. But I think tight end is an important piece of what Mike Vrabel wants that just hasn't happened in this offense. So I'm going to take McBride. I think it's a nice fit. That's a pretty big uh, tail there. When uh, 33% of your top 30 visits have been tight-ins. Right, right. Like, they're going to take one, right, at some point. At some Early. point. Trey McBride had a great uh, 40 at his pro day for his size. Uh, I think we knew he was a good athlete. So, I, I think if there is going to be a tight end that goes in the first round, it's going to be McBride at this point. Uh, 
Tampa Bay, what an offseason, right? <laughs> it's been one. Uh, Brady Brady uh, comes back out of retirement. Arians retires. Todd Bowles back in. Um, I want to make a move here at the interior defensive line, but I don't know if – I don't know how they view Travis Jones working together with Vita Vea. And that's why I don't – so, Perry and Winfrey's my next guy here, but it's like I don't know if that's if the if if NFL see his value where I do, and that, and that's kind of where I see his value at. They've spent a heck of a lot of draft capital at corner here lately, and they can't seem to get it right. So, I'm at this point back to the well again. Corner, uh, Florida corner didn't work out so well for him the last time, but. Elam seems to be a much better athlete than Vernon Hargraves was. And I love Kyrie Elam. And I've, I've talked to you about it off and on air. But Tampa Bay, is that's the pick here. Kyrie Elam, the corner from Florida to Tampa. No, it's a good pick. I actually think there's a strong possibility they take Kyrie Elam at this pick. I think it is a really nice fit. Um, I mean, man, it's just so tough to see – all those interior offensive linemen sitting there and like the next three teams ain't taking one, you know, well, you know, one of these, all three of those guys are probably going to go in the first round, right? Zion Johnson at Boston college, Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa, Kenny Green at Texas A&M. They're probably all going to the first. They're not all going in this mock. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I may have won Zion Johnson, but I think Kyrie Williams probably the more accurate choice on your part. So. I can't tell you one team who is beaming right now, Shane. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, you just uh, set Green- yourself up for that. <laughs> Green Bay. Tyler Smith was your first pick, offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going for wide receiver six off the board here, Shane, or are we going somewhere else? I, I think we're going wide receiver here. Um the, the big question is who, who is that wide receiver? Uh, because, I, you know, like I said, I think that the Packers are a big athleticism team. You know, they, they want guys who are good athletes. So I think there's a couple choices here. Um, I think they could take Sky Moore, who they've been linked to, who they like a lot. I don't think that's out of the question. I know it's maybe, maybe people are like Sky Moore first round. Now, once you once you get to the late 20s, like anything goes, I think they could take Christian Watson, one of my favorites. Um, I've seen mock to them a couple times, but I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna take either of those players. I'm gonna take a player they brought in for a visit who ended up with a um I think with an over a nine Raz, and that's George Pickens, wide receiver from Georgia. Uh, I think if you want a player who is going to fill in that role, that big hole left by Devontae Adams. I mean, George Pickens is probably the guy that can step in and do that immediately and has that upside. So I I feel like they might really like what he brings to the table. This would not have been a shock to anyone prior to the season, right? Mm -hmm. But we basically didn't see him play at all until the college football playoff. Uh, So, yes, uh, George Pickens, I'm good with that pick uh, at – he may even – I. it wouldn't surprise me if he was, you know, went over Traylon Burks or maybe even one of the other guys if George Pickens ended up being in the big five, if you want, if you will. Uh, that brings me here to Kansas City. Uh, pick acquired from Miami in the Tyreek Hill trade that they acquired from San Francisco in the Trey Lance trade. Uh, another team you almost think would go wide receiver, but – now with six of them off the board, I don't know that that's a thing now uh, for them. So we'll, we'll, we'll see in a pick. Maybe we'll, we'll it will see. be. <laughs> okay, maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. Uh, they do have needs, and at the safety position as well with Matthew gone. Um. So I'm gonna go at, at, with with one of their two picks here. I feel like one of the one of the top one of the other another safeties are gonna go. Or one of those athletic guys. And I love I love Lewis Seen. I think you do too. 
And so I'm going to go with Lewis Seen at pick 29 and let you default to another wide receiver here it's, it's, uh, <laughs> at 30. Yeah, I mean, they did sign Justin Reed uh, from Houston, who's okay. had a pretty good career. Uh, so, you know, they might go with him and Juan Thornhill. But I mean, Lewis Seen is such a great player. It wouldn't surprise me to just take, take him and use him in this uh, this defense would, would be a really good fit. So, um, yeah, I mean, so I'm picking for Kansas City at pick 30 <laughs> back-to-back here. Like, you know, he took a safety. I, I think corner is in play as well. I mean, they, they desperately need a cornerback. I think Trent McDuffie would be a consideration. Um, and then I think front seven, like edge rusher, defen- defensive lineman, maybe this is where Travis Jones goes. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to take a receiver. Um, and they definitely have a type, right? Like in Kansas city. I mean, they, they don't mind the small guys that can move really well and are really fast. So I'm going to take Jahan Dotson wide receiver from Penn state here for the chiefs. Um, I don't think it's a great pick. I don't think it's maybe the pick they should make, but I think we saw that with Miko Hardman when they're kind of when the Chiefs kind of reaching for the next Tyree Kill and they really want that. I think Jahan Dotson has a little bit of you know he's not, he's not the the speed athlete that Tyree Kill is right, but I think he is uh, he plays much bigger than he is and that could be intriguing. So I'll take Jahan Dotson here at thirty. Seven wide receivers in the first round of our mock draft. Could happen. Could happen. It has happened before. There is this. This has happened uh, in the past, I believe. Uh, so that leads us to the Cincinnati Bengals here. And I told you that I was sitting here beaming because Zion Johnson's still on the board. Tyler Linderbaum's still on the board. The I would have considered a corner here if Elam had been on the board, but he's gone. Um. So you can tell me you're telling me I can either roll with Zion Johnson at left guard or Jackson Carmen. Uh, I mean, look, you're the one that picked Jackson Carmen, so yeah, I didn't pick Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Carmen. that's true. That's true. Um, I am intrigued by Linderbaum here as well. Obviously, uh, you can move Ted Karras out to left guard, Linderbaum at center. He would be perfect in their zone blocking scheme that they're going to run. Uh, but Zion Johnson, I think, immediately closes off that hole. And then Carmen can be your utility lineman, can, ha- you know, anywhere across the board. Zion Johnson, who has no business probably still being on the board here at 31 in this mock draft, is going to be my pick to the Cincinnati Bengals at pick 31. So you and I joke about this uh, often. Is, is he too athletic to be picked by the Bengals as an offensive lineman? <laughs> the, Bengals, the Bengals do not take athletic offensive linemen for some reason. Maybe this is the change. Maybe this is – which may, maybe that makes Linderbaum the pick because he'll have no testing data. They, that they, they have done that before. That they have. They, they are uh, – them and the Steelers both like like those guys that don't test. Right? I'll say this. I'll be happy with either one of those guys at pick 31 when we're live streaming on April 28th. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like both of them and Kenyon Green. Probably gone. Yeah. I have to go in this first round at some point, I would think. But but I don't think there's a player that we've picked that I'm like, nope, not, not a first round. Like, he can't be a first round pick. So that's what happens. Uh, Detroit. Detroit pick acquired from the Rams in the Matt Stafford trade. Pick 32. They drafted Aiden Hutchinson earlier. Um, Are we replacing Jared Goff here, Shane? I don't think so. Once again, the Lions are one of those teams that have two picks in 2023. And so if they really need a quarterback, they can move up for a quarterback next year. Um, I, th- I think it's possible. I think if one of the guys, three quarterbacks we have taken falls, I think Desmond Ritter definitely consideration at 32. Uh, I think, I think Sam Howe's probably out of the picture at this point, but the, there is one player that they brought in for a visit that I think they really like. And I don't think they would want to, right. They have a pick and two more picks. 
Jacksonville's in between them. Jacksonville's not taking a quarterback. I know you might want that fifth-year option. But the player Jacksonville might take is N'Kobe Dean. And I think Detroit would pull the trigger on N'Kobe Dean at 32 if he's sitting there and fill that linebacker position that, uh, I don't know, feels like they've kind of needed since Jared Davis's play fell off. They just brought him back. Um, but I think N'Kobe Dean in the middle of this defense would be a slam dunk. I like it, Nicobe Dean, a name I haven't mocked in the first round in a, in a little while, Shane. So uh might have to get back on that. Yeah, I like it. All right, so let's uh that's gonna do it. Let's let's do a quick recap. Yeah, I got to run down. Number one, Jacksonville, Evan Neal, offensive tackle, Alabama, two, Detroit, Aiden Hudson's edge, Michigan, three, Houston, Kayvon Thibodeau, edge, Oregon, four, New York Jets, edge, Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Five, New York Giants, Ike McQuanu, offensive tackle, NC State. Six, Carolina, Kenny Pickett, quarterback, Pittsburgh. Seven, New York Giants, Ahmad Gardner, corner, Cincinnati. Eight, Atlanta, Jermaine Johnson, defensive edge rusher, Florida State. Nine, Seattle, Derek Stingley, corner, LSU. Ten, New York Jets, Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Eleven, Washington, Kyle Hamilton, safety, Notre Dame. 12, Minnesota, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. 13, Houston, Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. 14, Baltimore, Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, Northern Iowa. 15, Jamison Williams to Philadelphia, wide receiver, Alabama. 16, New Orleans, Matt Corral, quarterback, Mississippi. 17, Los Angeles Chargers, Jordan Davis, defensive lineman, Georgia. 18, Philadelphia Eagles, Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman, Georgia. 19, New Orleans, Drake London, wide receiver, Southern Cal. 20, Pittsburgh, Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty. 21, New England, Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah. 22, Green Bay, Tyler Smith, offensive tackle, Tulsa. 23, Arizona, George Karlaftis, edge rusher, Purdue. 24, Dallas, Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas. 25, Buffalo, Andrew Booth, corner, Clemson. 26, Tennessee Titans, Trey McBride, tight end, Colorado State. 27, Tampa Bay, Kyer Elam, corner, Florida. 28, George Green Bay, George Pickens, wide receiver, Georgia. 29, Kansas City, Lewis Seen, safety, Georgia. 30, Kansas City, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. 31, Cincinnati, Zion Johnson, guard, Boston College. 32, Detroit, Nicobe Dean, linebacker, Georgia. I said the word Georgia a lot. Wow. wow. First round. <laughs> All right, uh, one quick question, and then we'll hit the road here. Uh Jaw asked, how soon do you guys think Calvin Austin will get drafted? Poor man's Tyreek Hill. I think second round uh, is probably his ceiling. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I think third to fourth is very possible. You know, it's going to take the right team that wants that kind of player. Um, so, yeah, I think top 100 definitely in his wheelhouse. I think you're uh, – all right, so that's going to do it. Uh, a lot of fun tonight, Shane. Uh, yeah, that's great. Back and forth. Uh, we're get, we're going to get another mock draft scheduled in two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, where we'll have uh, we're going to bring a couple other guys on with us, and we'll uh, we'll four man this thing, and uh, we should have maybe a lot more information uh, by then. But uh, if you're seeing us on YouTube for the first time tonight, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification button, get notified when we go live. If you listen to the audio version of this, uh, give us a big good review and five-star rating and all that good stuff on Apple and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Follow Shane on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter at Draft Countdown. Go to draftcountdown.com for daily draft content. It's the place to be over the next three weeks, Shane, for sure. And, and the way up to the draft. And a reminder, you want to hit that notification bell because we will be live streaming all three days of the 2022 NFL draft here at youtube.com slash the draft countdown. Until next time, thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs>